Hello my loves, I'm Carly Deering and this is Tea with Kings and Queens, the podcast where I chat to the most exciting performers from the world of drag, burlesque and cabaret. In today's episode, I'm talking to the stunning burlesque performer and model Coco Kink. Coco is a member of the much-loved House of Allure and is known for her hot, fetish-inspired performances and has even put on her own fetish night in Birmingham. Most recently, she's also started modelling for Anne Summers, so we talk about that as well as all things fetish, teas, modelling and even getting her partner involved in her digital burlesque performances. Enjoy! So today I'm really excited to be talking to the stunning burlesque performer, model and queen of fetish. It's Coco Kink. Hiya. Hello. <laughs> so nice to chat to you. I'm really excited. I'm really me excited. too, me too. Um, I was lucky enough to see you first, uh, a digital performance of Cyber Tease, which seems way back now. It might have even been in lockdown one. Yeah. I, oh, maybe. Maybe actually, it was a while ago. I swear everything's just blurring into one at this point now. I know that's the thing. I should say, if you're listening to this, we're we're supposed to be coming out of lockdown three shortly, aren't we? Yeah. So we're still in lockdown in the UK. But how are you doing? How are you coping and surviving with this crazy time that we're in? You know what? I th- I think I've just been really taking this time to kind of recharge. Like I've been really busy, so I've been keeping myself really busy, but. I'm also just not putting any pressure on myself to do anything at the same time. So it's like everything that I've been doing, I've kind of done it as and when I felt like it. So it's just nice to have a little bit of a breather. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think I've I moved into um, my new place with my partner during this lockdown. So I've kind of been distracted with that as well, luckily. Nice. So what have you picked what are your like go-tos to try and relax a bit loads of people have just like been binging Netflix what what have you been doing to chill out Netflix is definitely way up there on the list of things um, <laughs> I, I am quite a fan of um some binge watching um but also I've just been I've been doing a lot of home shoots as well like again doing them at my own pace has like helped me to relax it's like I enjoy the process of getting ready and getting glammed up so if I can't do that to go out and perform or go out for a night out I'm getting dressed up and glammed up and I'll just take a few few pics at home <laughs> yeah tell me about that so is this uh, like Instagram content that you've been creating yeah yeah so I've been I've been doing so much Instagram stuff like lately my Instagram was so dry for the longest time and I thought I actually have no excuse now like (laughs) I've got all these outfits all these clothes and all this time on my hands so yeah I've been doing a lot of stuff for Instagram um and then just kind of like during lockdown I've realized that I like photography and I enjoy modeling a bit more than maybe I thought I did so it's been a really fun way to kind of explore maybe like a new avenue. What kind of modelling have you been doing? Because I know you've been doing some stuff recently, which seems really exciting. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, can, I can say I've done a few things with Anne Summers recently, um, which is really, really exciting. Um, in the last lockdown and the first lockdown, I did a little bit with them as well um, for Halloween and Christmas, which was really fun. Um, and a few things have just kind of like stemmed from there but then I've also just kind of 
just been playing around with because honestly the <laughs> I think I should have been doing during lockdown is having a massive clear out of <laughs> my wardrobe and I haven't so I've kind of took it upon myself to play around with a bit of creative direction and kind of rummage through my wardrobe see what bits I've got and then make a look from it and just see how I can capture that on camera and stuff as well so yeah it's just anything really anything I can get my hands on I've been doing. <laughs> Has it um, sort of inspired you to come up with looks that you maybe wouldn't have thought of to do before Has it sort of changed your sense of style having this bit of time to look at your wardrobe and what you've got? I think so I think I think the best way to explain is, is really help me refine my style um, and really hone in on a few things and a few trends that I really like um, and just really play around with those. Um, I mean, I've always, always had the opportunity to kind of like play dress up through all of the performance I've done for like the past however many years. So I think not having the pressure of maybe for a certain crowd or a certain event or a certain night it's been really fun to kind of just go, what do I want to wear right now? Let me see if I can find that and put it on. <laughs> what are you enjoying the most at the moment? What are like your key pieces that you, you really like wearing? Um, I mean, we all know I love lingerie, so I've had a lot. Of yeah, things. I've got to say, like, you need to see your Instagram profile. It is stunning and, and really inspiring, but also bad because you just end up going and buying the stuff because it's amazing. <laughs> my problem as well like when I suppose I've had a clear out and all I've done as well is end up buying more things because I'm like well I want to create a look with this so um I really I really am like I really really like more fetish wear at the moment um and again because of certain shows and certain performances and things like that there's certain things I can't wear like wearing a full latex dress isn't necessarily going to work for a burlesque act but if I'm at home and I'm doing a home shoot I can rock that and I can play around with that and wear it and enjoy wearing it as well so I think at the minute a lot of things I've really enjoyed dressing up in are more like restrictive clothing yeah, yeah. so you said you've moved have you like found your own like studio space in your own home because everyone's had to be pretty creative haven't they like finding that little corner you can use Oh my gosh, I'm, my Instagram feed has recently just been the same wall. Um, <laughs> Everyone's doing that. <laughs> it's fine. I added some like bondagey bits on the back of it to kind of like change it up a bit. But yeah, so um, <laughs> I, I moved to a, a little house. It's only a two bedroom house. Um, it's really, really small. And my partner has been an absolute angel and let me have the bigger room as my studio space. Great. So that's got like my pole in there, my big mirrors, my, my now fancy bondage wall and stuff. So yeah, I, I need to go downstairs or something next time and take some pictures down there. <laughs> well, it's given you an opportunity to like use your house in a new way, I guess, having to come up with new ideas for, for your Instagram. Do you feel pressure now that you have to keep posting because... Instagram's been so massive for performers over lockdown to like keep their names out there and to promote themselves oh god yeah absolutely I thought about this not long ago actually I, I, when I realized how much I've been pushing my content out I thought oh my gosh I'm gonna go back to work soon like <laughs> I'm gonna have to keep this up now otherwise you know we all know Instagram's an absolute sucker for algorithms and all that rubbish so 
yeah I've, I've got to keep on it what I might do is spend like a couple of days of just like making loads of content so that I've got some on reserve yeah. <laughs> so have you you've been doing your home shoots but with like Anne Summers and stuff were you able to go on set for those what was that experience like yeah I mean the thing right so Covid has kind of warped my perception and my view of the industry I suppose okay. um whereas Anne Summers was like one of the first I guess proper prop quote-unquote proper photo shoot gigs that I've had um and of course with like the Covid restrictions it's completely different like so I've been able to go on set but you know it's it's nothing like what I thought it was going to be I mean the meet at the distancing and like certain things like even like certain shoots I've gone on where I've had to maybe do certain parts of makeup myself and things like that like you've got to be really on the ball um so yeah it's been a real eye-opener but I'm still so so happy that I've had the opportunity to get out and do bits for work and stuff like that as well yeah what did you enjoy the most about it so is this like did you say it's like the first big shoot that you've done yeah absolutely so I mean I've done like little bits here and there but you know for like an actual a big client that you know you know the audience for that is is wider like it's really exciting um especially when it's something like I mean I work for the I work for the brand I work in the stores so I love Ann Summers and you know being able to see that part and the behind the scenes almost of what we get to see in store is so exciting like I feel like I've got a little dirty secret like I know what's coming like, <laughs> it's so much fun but you know being surrounded by like the first two shoots as well um there was like a massive group of of women that I was working alongside and meeting like-minded individuals and being able to meet such inspirational women as well these women are absolutely incredible so that has been a massive highlight for me and I've seen some of the photos from it and it's like a really nice diverse big bunch of women as well which was just so nice to see and it's made me really rethink the brand of Van Summers as well like seeing them represented through your page because like 10 years ago it was no way where it is now so I think that's quite exciting you know absolutely I think you know and Summers as a whole is moving in the right direction um a lot of brands I've noticed are making more of an effort to be more inclusive and and more diverse um I mean the reasons for that you know some say too little too late but I'm welcoming it I'm ready with open arms like I think it's something we should all really be embracing and I think it's nice to know that it is being recognized as well yeah okay well let's talk about your burlesque then um so where did you start out so where did Coco come from and how did you like create her or is she like just massively part of you or is it like a different character how do you see her do you know I I think Coco's always been there but I just didn't know (laughs) um no so I mean I started burlesque when I was at uni um through uh burlesque society um which was set up by um dominus on vexo and that was we chatted to a few episodes ago yeah yeah absolutely so you know they're absolutely amazing um and yeah so they set up the the co-founder of the burlesque society at uni and I just went along you know 
I enjoyed burlesque I enjoyed the movie I thought let me <laughs> go and I absolutely fell in love with it and I fell in love with how empowering it really is um and I just didn't want to stop so then when post uni um house of the law was set up and founded and I was able to be a part of that like I just I felt like I'd, I'd found my home and I just you know from then I was like right this this is it like this this has to continue for me and through that like you know burlesque for me came at a time where I guess in a sense I was really finding myself it was happening at uni so you know when you for a lot of people when you go to uni you discover so many different new things about yourself at the same time so I think Coco Kink is almost a product of my self-discovery and yeah so I think that is why um there's a little there's elements of Coco Kink that have always been there with yeah, me yeah of course <laughs> <been> there. <laughs> so what was your very first performance like and how did that feel for you in front of an audience I think my first one with the society the burlesque society that was that was really great that was like a uni crowd so it was really young it was really fun it was really like it's like a club vibe kind of thing like a uni night out so that was really exciting and really fun um and then that compared to my first gig outside of that it was so daunting like I was I was so nervous and I didn't know how it was going to be um like how it was going to be taken by the audience and then after realizing that I had that same warm feeling as well like with a different crowd it was just amazing like for me it was just it was so heartwarming the fact that I'd got myself in my head so much and then to realize at the end of it like it's absolutely okay like this this is good this this is all good here like so yeah what what was the act that you did oh my gosh so the very first one I did was um it's not even a real act like it (laughs) it was really bad Um, it was bad it was um I did like a nurse outfit kind of thing um and I had a little teddy bear and the teddy bear was my patient um (laughs) and I was I don't know doing some really ill-informed medical procedure on this teddy bear but (laughs) (laughs) this sounds great I've never seen anything like that (laughs) what happened to the teddy bear I don't even know I actually don't know um it was unresponsive by the end of it (laughs) (laughs) the act itself was a shambles but I was still having a great time which is what I loved I was like you know what stockings were down my ankles the whole way through but it was all brilliant (laughs) that's amazing what are some of your favorite uh real life acts that you have what are your favorite ones to perform now Ooh, I know you my, do a Catwoman. Yeah, my Catwoman. I think that's one of my absolute faves. My Catwoman and my Cowgirl. Um, I just love the costumes. They're so much fun. So much work went into the costumes as well. So I think I enjoy um, having that hard work pay off, I guess. Um, you know, like if people come and tell me that they, they enjoyed my acts, for me, that means more than anything because it's like okay I've put work into this and it was well received and somebody else got enjoyment from that and I love that and do you make the costumes yourself as well um I I wish I could make them from scratch most of the time I will like embellish things myself like I'll buy like a base and then embellish it um 
yeah I've done all of that myself pretty much and my partner's helped me a few times as well which is brilliant excellent (laughs) excellent so what was it like for you then having to switch back to or switch back to just learn how to do digital burlesque and I've spoken to like several burlesque performers about this and because obviously well burlesque and drag are so heavily about the rapport that you get with the audience so how did you make the transition did you enjoy it I enjoy it when I also get to I enjoy the I to be honest I enjoy watching the digital shows still like I, I do really enjoy it but at the same time like you know when you're performing like you say like if you're performing to a computer or you're performing to a camera it's just not the same like it's so awkward sometimes like I'm taking clothes off and I'm used to hearing a few whoops and cheers and I'm getting nothing I'm like (laughs) what is happening but I'm lucky in the sense that um all of the shows that I've been a part of I've had such engaged audiences as well so it's like an incredible host um so it still had that warm and fun cheery feeling as well throughout but I mean I feel like I am now a pro in video editing like I've I've got that sorted now (laughs) but honestly the skills we've all had to learn it's just insane yeah um the first time I got to see you which absolutely blew my mind and it might it's like the most erotic digital burlesque performance I have seen since lockdown started was your performance um for cyber tease which was like this most incredible it was like a lap dance well it was a lap dance performance but tell us about that and what made you do it and how you put it together and who's the person in the video (laughs) (laughs) so the the lucky guy in the video is my partner okay okay do you know what it's because uh so before lockdown I'd said I'd said to my partner I said I really I want to do an act with you like I want you to be in one of my acts one time like I you know I want to do that and then Miss Rona came along and ruined our plans oh you wanted him live on stage with you oh amazing he is honestly I have to say he is like my biggest supporter he comes to every show and he is an amazing support so I thought I really want you to be a part of it even more um so when the opportunity came along I thought this is perfect you know if he's a little bit nervous with like getting on stage or anything like that we did that in so many takes like <laughs> there were so many takes that have that was like a you whole... wouldn't know it, <laughs> it, was a it whole... I don't think like it does it justice just saying it's lap dance because it's just so clever because although like your partner's there like it's fine but he's not the focus like you're totally the focus but you're still engaging with the audience and the camera. Yeah. How how different was that to you for you putting it together? I mean, so I'm gonna throw a little bit of a, oh, I don't know. Yeah, so I'll just say it. So, I mean, I've had experience with doing like cam work before. Mm-hmm. So doing things to a camera and performing for a camera isn't completely alien to me. Um, so I guess in a way I've been able to use that kind of skill and experience with this as well which is coming handy it really has come in handy um but at the same time like it it is completely different you know um because again like we know burlesque is so much about the audience interaction as well but I guess my partner has been to many shows knows how knows how it is and everything like that so 
we, we just have an energy without even necessarily having to say anything like we were bouncing off each other which is really nice like he he just has a way of just making me feel comfortable as well so us doing that act and like me being able to kind of use it perform on him yeah on him. Like, <laughs> he was a great prop <laughs> yeah. yeah I really loved it I mean I knew it was going down yeah I was gonna say did he enjoy it and will he now like perform with you on stage in the future I, I really hope so I mean he, yeah he definitely knows if he does enjoy it like he's he's a fan of burlesque in general so he, he does appreciate the art form um but I think doing that and him also getting a very warm response as well from people who have seen the video I think that will give him a boost to kind of get on stage with me next time <laughs> I think he just did great because it, he just had this really it was just a good expression you know it, yeah. was, it wasn't distracting or anything I just thought wow how on earth is he just keeping this brilliant expression <laughs> throughout the whole thing it's just so impressive it's yeah. great is it still online this performance is cyber tease up somewhere I don't think it is I think it was had that exclusivity of you know yeah you, true yeah I mean hopefully maybe we'll do another viewing of it that'll be really fun because so many people want to see it again and you know for those who didn't get the opportunity to say I mean I want to see it again I loved it like <laughs> <laughs> and did you then edit it as well afterwards because some people have said oh I just got sick of my own face just having to edit themselves oh my gosh yes absolutely and not because of how many like takes the thing is as well like with the with doing a digital show it is a long, a much, much, much longer process. I mean, of course, hours and hours go into creating any act anyway. Um, but if it's a live performance, you know, you, you've done the performance and that's it. You now enjoy the rest of the night. Whereas the videos, is you, you, you're filming it, you're doing it different takes and then you're editing as well. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, the amount of times I'd like mess something up and I'd be like, swearing in camera and I'm like, let me start again. I've got to get dressed again and redo it all oh yeah I was absolutely sick of it <laughs> when it comes to the night when um the performance is being aired what's your ritual do you sit and watch it with like a drink or you do that's good so uh, again like during lockdown um and from those and summer shoots I mean some of us have stayed in contact which is really really nice and I now have another support bubble another like group of friends from different parts of the country and we all tune in together so I've got my friends Great. now from parts um across the UK tuning in and we all have a drink we'll all do shots on zoom and we'll watch the show together and we'll be messaging each other so it's really really nice like I've still got that like that kind of audience vibe as well like watching with other people which is really really nice Brilliant. <laughs> I also think like normally when lockdown started I would turn off the chat but as I well I've got to know loads of people through doing this and just through Instagram being what it is um and now going on the chat like you do get that kind of group vibe of oh they're here and then you're chatting and I know it's not the same as being in a life venue but you you just there's a bit of a group support group there with you know you know watching it I think it's really Absolutely. nice and I love when you you're in the chat and there's people who you've been in the chat with at another show as yeah, well. Yeah. Like and you're still <laughs> I feel like it has actually done in favour of, you know, it's brought people from all over together because again, there's gonna be shows with lineups and stuff in different cities that you can't always make, but 
you now get to experience those and reach further I, lo- I love that element of it I think so too do you reckon that well this must have some positives for your career have you been able to like reach a bit wider with the digital stuff do you reckon than maybe you would have done otherwise yeah absolutely like I mean just even just networking and speaking and meeting new people like whatever comes out of that further down the line will happen but it's absolutely I feel like this digital age I mean everything is online now anyway like we're of an age of being on our phones all the time and things like that so I really do think that it has been super beneficial like I now know of people and I now know of other performers from other areas even as well because of how I mean certain venues you know you can't necessarily get a pole performer in certain venues but on an online show you know you can have pole performers who have access to studios or have a pole in their home and I think that's another really fun thing as well is that I've got to see so many more different types of performers as well yeah and you do pole as well because I've seen you've got a pole in your room that you're in right now yeah I mean I would say do pole very lightly um (laughs) (laughs) attempt to do part I mean it's so hard it's so hard it I'm, looks so easy yeah and this is what I mean I have so much respect and so much admiration for these pole artists um and like I've, I've worked in a club as well I've worked in a strip club and having a pole there I was never I was always around the pole on the floor <laughs> I was never, and I think and now I've got my pole up in my in my studio. I'm like trying to work on that so I can like build up. It's another skill to have, isn't it? And it's yeah. Just like, I want to get up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive. Let's talk about kink then, because I think you're so well named. But let's talk about kink in general, because you've even run a night, haven't you? Um, yeah, I did. Kink starter. Yeah. So tell me was- about that. Um, that was actually my uni project. I did that. Um, what were you studying? <laughs> I want kink. in on that. <laughs> so, I mean, I always wanted to do, I always, always, always wanted to do one of these nights. And this was like the perfect opportunity. So I was studying fashion branding and communication. And I thought, hmm, how, how can I get this in there? Um, and again, like, and I'm an advocate for like women's rights, sex worker rights and everything. So I thought as well, it's a really good way to, kind of educate others and you know also normalize it as well like you know make it something that other people are going to see like my lecturer needs to know about this kind of thing. did they come to the night they didn't no oh. I really I did invite them but <laughs> what a shame no um but yeah I just I just I did that night and I really wanted it to just be an area for expression with no pressures because you know I, as a consumer of kink, know that certain areas and certain spaces can be a little bit daunting and a little bit intimidating at times, especially if you're new to it and, you know, you don't necessarily want to go all the way in, but you kind of have this, like, curiosity and you want to explore that. So I just really wanted to create a space that had no pressure, but also had allowed the freedom to do whatever you wanted to and to wear whatever you wanted to and be who you wanted to be on that night. and it went down really well. And again, the same with burlesque. It's it's so rewarding when you get to see other people be unapologetically themselves. Yeah. Like I yeah. love that so much. So being able to 
kind of create a space that allowed people to do that I was just I was so excited so so excited so did you get people coming to that night that were just curious but had never had the confidence to go along to something before yeah like I had I had family here like family that came along as well like never done anything like that didn't really even know who I was as Coco King but they knew I was doing something heard of it and thought this is exciting like I, I like the sound of that and like you know let, let me be brave and let me be daring and I think you know the response I got from that and even just just being there and just seeing people like you know from the start of the night people walking down the steps a bit nervous and a bit timid to the end of the night people having the best time like <laughs> it works it works yeah <laughs> do you think you'll do more of those because I think like well, I still think we are really weird and prudish in this country about stuff. Like, I live in this little bubble where this is all, like, normal and fantastic yes. to me. And then I remember, oh, yeah, actually, not everyone is like that and is accepting. Yeah. Oh, God, honestly, this is the, it was the biggest eye-opener for me as well because I was just so normal. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have whips there, you know, I'm going to wear this which was basically nothing and then I realized like oh my gosh this isn't normal like this isn't normal for everybody else is it like it's not a thing but I mean I have I had hopes and plans to do more of them um and I think it really I think it's needed it really it, it yeah. is needed, especially after something like a flipping year-long lockdown like I think we all need a bit of a release don't we yeah I wonder what you think will happen to like kink and fetish as a scene like after lockdown I wonder if people will be like more curious to explore themselves more hopefully I don't know yeah hopefully hopefully I, I do think so I think because we've all been like we've all been at home you know we've all had so much time to reflect on ourselves I think it would only be natural for these curiosities to kind of come into play a little bit more once the once we're all let out again yeah I think so it's going to be nuts for a while (laughs) (laughs) I know (laughs) tell me about like who inspires you like from the past or present who do you enjoy watching now or where do you get your inspirations from Oh my gosh, so many, so, so many people. Um, honestly, the people around me, I think my friends um, who are performers, I, I admire them. Um, I have friends who aren't performers. Like Just every day I, I'm inspired by different people and just different things. Like, I mean, I have, um, I've made a friend again during this lockdown um, and she's a disabled activist and model. And she has opened my eyes to so many things. And just seeing somebody who is so beautiful and like inside and out, like I, that inspires me. I know it's completely different to what I do, but yeah. you know, I think the, feel, the feeling I get from seeing her and in, in her element, I feel like I want to do that. I, I want to feel like that as well. Like I want to radiate that energy as well. So I think just yeah just people around me I I get so much inspiration from them as well and what about for your acts where do you get inspiration from you already say Catwoman she's just obviously the icon (laughs) oh I get so many different places I for me I get a lot of I actually get a lot of inspiration from like fashion um like so if if I see any like fashion magazines or any editorials or things like that and I love the concept or I love the look of that 
and the feeling that it gives me I then want to replicate that so I might then again as well like same with music so if I hear a song and I like that makes me feel a certain kind of way I'm like well I want to I want to do that on stage like I want to feel that kind of way on stage so then I kind of think like well how would that look and you know how would I okay how is it you know, actually saying this now, I've never really thought about it this much. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> from just feelings and how things make me feel. I'm like, I want to redo that. I want to recreate that feeling. What and music like, are you into? Oh my God, I love a bit of everything. Oh, that's such a cliche answer, isn't it? I love everything. I love all no, music. No, that's my answer now as well. <laughs> I think... I think you can tell that I love all sorts of music though like my acts are so different yeah. like even the music I use for my acts and stuff they're all very different like I've gone from the prodigy to like Prince like it's very it's very different like I think yeah I do I just love everything anything that kind of makes me feel sexy and like makes me want to groove a little bit yeah I that's awesome <laughs> Um, you're so like sex positive and body confident or seemingly so anyway is that some have you always been that way were you brought up that way or is that something you've sort of learned as you've gone I've definitely learned it um when I started burlesque I was I mean we I, I still have my down days but like I was very very body conscious um the fact that I have small boobies I thought, you know, like for some reason I had it in my head. I guess it's also comes from like growing up in, you know, kids that are assholes. I don't know if I can say that on your podcast. Yeah, of course you can, yeah. It's true. <laughs> so <laughs> like growing up and like being teased and stuff, like, you know, I had a complex. I, I had a massive complex about the way I looked. And then starting burlesquing, it, honestly, it came without sounding so like la di da me seeing other people and how beautiful I thought they looked and all sorts of body shapes and different sizes and people just being themselves I thought why the hell can't I feel like that like you know there's no reason why I shouldn't look at myself in the mirror and think I look good like no I'm the only person telling myself that I don't right now so I kind of just learned to work with what I've got and embrace what I've got and what I haven't got <laughs> and you know just play around with that and again like you know just it's that it's just it's the mentality like I look at other people and think no matter how you look and how you feel about yourself I think you look beautiful and I think you look amazing and it's just that mindset it kind of it can only work on yourself too you know I can't it would be very it wouldn't be genuine if I didn't look at myself and see the same thing if that makes yeah. sense yeah right. totally I was talking to um the fabulous Lux LaRue a couple of weeks ago about this as well and I think we were talking about like how burlesque doesn't make you feel empowered necessarily but I thought the process of burlesque actually forcing you to actually look at yourself possibly for the first time without the gaze of I don't know the media stereotypes or any of that type of thing it just makes you look at yourself and like right what do I look like and it kind of helps you to accept however you look and I think that's what's empowering about it absolutely you hit the nail right on the head they, yeah like that's what it is you have to look at yourself and you know you are making art like any act you create anything you put out there is art and it's 
absolutely to be adorned and worshipped and you are the the most integral part of that so I think you know you do you have to look at yourself and you have to see yourself as this magical being <laughs> like yeah <laughs> like yeah otherwise you'd never get up on that stage and do it you know you've got to have that confidence have you got any pre um performance rituals that you do to like get in the zone cry no I don't know no. um I don't have any like I like I like just have a I'll have a I have a drink I'm not a massive drinker so I always have like a little drink um that will last me from like the minute I walk through the door to be going home it's always like the same drink but I just nurse it and it's just like you know just enjoy it tell myself that it's going to help even though I know it's not because it's the same drink I've had for like the past four hours but you know just that was like, really good that's a cheap night yeah yeah that's yeah so I'm like yeah this this is the magical juice like but then again just I've, I've, I've never really first in a lineup, so I always enjoy just watching other people perform. And I feel like that's like my pre-show ritual. Like, yeah. let me just enjoy this for a little bit. And then I'm like, okay, well, I get to be on it now. Like, <laughs> Nice. So what's next for you? What are you looking forward to this year? Have you got any dates in the diary or any things that you really want to do? Um, oh, I mean, I don't... I, again, like I said, I've taken things um, like work and stuff as and when I've felt comfortable because you know I've given myself a bit of a break during lockdown so I don't at the moment have um anything set in stone I have a few things that I'm kind of like working on loosely that we have like no date for (laughs) um so whenever they happen um I'll be really excited um you know again things like the kinkstarter night I'm working towards doing something like that again um but I'm just I'm just excited to just enjoy my freedom like once we're out of lockdown like that has honestly been my thing for this year like I don't want to have to it's not it's never a stress working is never a stress but I never I don't want to have to think about jobs in the future I just want to enjoy whatever happens as it happens (laughs) Yeah. yeah I think that's a good way forward and where can we find you um yeah I mean Instagram is like the best place um anything I ever do I'll always put it on my Instagram um so yeah just that Coco underscore kink (laughs) we can see all those awesome photo shoots that you were doing from the comfort of your own home which is just really impressive um it's been brilliant to chat to you thank you so much um I hope I hope to see you perform soon but I also hope to see you at a Kinkstarter event in the near future as well because they sound awesome so thank you (laughs) thank you so much hi again it's Carly thanks so much for listening to the show if you want to find out more or get in touch head over to teawithkingsandqueens.com